0: Hello, friends. I'm so glad you could be with me today as we study God's Word together in the Unfolding the Word ministry. As you know, if you've been with me, we're in the midst of an extended study of 1 John. We're now concluding our look at the third chapter of 1 John. I'm going to pick up our reading today in verse 19 and read on through the end of the chapter. By this we shall know that we are of the truth, and reassure our heart before him. For whenever our heart condemns us, God's greater than our heart. by the Spirit whom he has given us. We've been talking in these verses over the last two days about reassuring our hearts before the Lord. Reassuring our hearts because all of us stumble at times. And in the stumbling in our life, we begin to feel real guilt. And then the enemy of our soul tries to take that guilt and use it to unsettle our faith, to cause us to question whether we're really forgiven people or that... Even we know Christ as our Savior. And we've been discovering how that unsettled heart becomes calm. And ultimately, as we ended yesterday, an unsettled heart is ultimately calmed by two facts. Number one, that God is greater than our heart. His judgment of our life is not based on whether our heart feels confident or self-condemning. It is based on whether we have responded to the gospel. Are we resting in Jesus Christ as Savior? God is greater than our hearts. Our hearts are not the final verdict. God knows the truth about us. And that is the second part of it, that God knows everything. The omniscience of God. He not only knows every stumbling of our life, but he knows if we've repented and believed. And that despite stumbling periodically, he knows that reality. He knows those who are his. And we can have confidence in the Lord because despite what is going on in our heart at the moment, whether it's up or down, self-condemning or confident, our salvation is resting in the solid rock of Christ's work on the cross and our trust in that and that God knows whether we've repented and believed. Take hope in that, my friends. Take hope. Now, a reassured heart, as we move on now to the latter part of verse 21 and finish the chapter, a reassured heart has multiple benefits for us as a believer. First of all, in verse 21, he says, Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. Now, as we remind ourselves of these great truths that God has given us, we find that our spiritual confidence begins to grow once again. The word confidence translates the Greek word parisia, which means freedom, to speaking with boldness, because we feel free to. This is how the true children of God can come before God, not, not hesitantly, but boldly. We are his children despite our failures, and we can turn to him and boldly come into his presence because of what Christ has done. And the more confident we have, the more confident we become in prayer life. What a wonder that is. And what a great benefit it is. Are you boldly coming before the Lord in prayer? I hope so. And that's what really is the added melody. He says, in whatever we ask, we receive from him, because we have kept his commandments and do what pleases him. (laughs) In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, it says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. (laughs) When we know that we are children of God because of our repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we know that God promises to hear and to answer our prayer despite the fact we're not perfect here in this world, despite our periodic stumblings. So here's the key. Don't let guilt keep you from prayer. That's exactly what the enemy of our souls wants to happen. That's why he continues to try to stir that unsettledness in our hearts. Don't let guilt keep you from prayer, but continue to, with confidence, boldly come before the Lord and let your requests be made known. In verses 23 and 24, it says, And this is his commandment that we believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he's commanded us. Whoever keeps his commandments abides in God and God in him. Listen, always remember what the most important commandment of all is about, and that is the commandment here to repent in belief, to believe in the name of the very Son of God. Now we know the greatest of the commandments uh, is and the answer that Jesus gave us, to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. But we all know that we fail at that point. Therefore, the second greatest commandment becomes, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Repent and believe in the gospel. When we have reassured our hearts, we are resting all the more in obedience to the gospel despite our periodic stumblings, God knows if we are resting in the cross. And so what God says is, I want you to focus on the fact of your repentance and faith, not the fact of your failures. Can you catch that? God says, listen, focus in on the fact of your repentance and faith, not the fact of your failure, of your stumbling, of your sin rest in the promise to those who've obeyed the gospel. Now, of course, having obeyed the gospel, he then wants us to move into a lifestyle of obedience. Practical example here is to love the brothers, which had been the focus of preceding verses here in the third chapter. But nonetheless, the fundamental starting point is the obedience to the gospel. Then, having been saved, obedience to now our loving Heavenly Father. Finally, he tells us, And by this we know that he abides in us, by the Spirit whom he has given us. When we settle our hearts properly, reaffirm our confidence in the cross, deal with the unruly heart that had been in the preceding verses. We then are in a better position to listen to the comforting voice of the Holy Spirit within. The Holy Spirit's presence in our life, a promised condition for all who've repented and believed, who obeyed the gospel. The Holy Spirit's presence in our life creates an inner witness that speaks louder than uncertainty speaks louder than unsettledness. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14, it says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and then believed in him, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. When you heard and when you believed, you received the Holy Spirit within. And that Holy Spirit is carrying out a ministry in you to give you confidence that you are a child of God. The enemy is trying to carry out a ministry in you. The flesh is trying to carry out a war against you. The Holy Spirit is working within you as well. As we work to reassure our hearts through God's Word, we begin to find a lasting solution. And see clearly the three critical players here. The gospel, rooted in what Christ did for us and our obedience to it. The word of God, which is the only source for truth in the midst of the lies of the world and the inadequacy of the world's vantage points and the ministry of the Holy Spirit within. When these three combine together, salvation, growing knowledge of God's word, inner ministry of the Holy Spirit. There is, in fact, a potent answer to unsettled hearts. Is your heart unsettled this day? Make sure that all three things are true. Have you actually repented and believed in the gospel, obeyed the gospel? Are you in God's word so that his word, which is living and active and sharpening a two-edged sword, can speak to your heart? And are you listening now to the indwelling Holy Spirit who is seeking to confirm to you that you in fact are a child of God? Three important things. Obedience to the gospel, growing knowledge of the word, sensitivity to the indwelling Holy Spirit. Well, join me tomorrow as we now move forward into chapter four and begin to continue our study of what God has to tell us in 1 John. God bless.